Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, my friends, welcome back to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. You are on the microphone today with me, Ryan Lee, and it is an honor for me to be here with you today. Guys, I'm excited to be sharing the message that I'm going to be sharing with you. But before I dive into that, uh, I want to remind you that uh, we request your help on this podcast. Okay, So number one thing, uh, our objective is to touch as many lives as possible, to empower people with money. And our mission, the, the flag that we plant in the ground is to empower people with a principle-based approach to become financially free in 10 years or less. So I'm recording this podcast at the tail end of 2021, um, leading into 2022. And I love this time of year because for me, um, it really gives me an opportunity to reflect, right? To look back over uh, what's happened in the year. What are the lessons that I've learned? What are some of the hardships that I faced? What are some of the things that I accomplished? And to really start to, to take an inventory of the last 12 months and take that inventory with that perspective and apply it to the next 12 months. What are the next things that I want to accomplish? What lessons did I learn this year that I could uh, apply next year to avoid challenges or to be more successful in the challenges that I face? And so guys, as you're looking at this, as you're looking at this, um, if you know of anyone that wants to become financially free, that is stuck with their money, that wants more, that's trying, dabbling in, in all kinds of other alternative investments, then please share the podcast. Share it. It means a lot to us. Um, so with that in mind today, guys, the title of this podcast is The Idea That Knowledge Is Only Half the Battle. Now, I was kind of on a little bit of a, a reminiscing tour today uh, with my children. So um, I came downstairs and my son had, so it's Christmas time, right? And my son had taken out all of the Christmas presents out from under the tree and he had stacked them on, on this coffee table in our family room, stacked them in all kinds of different ways. And he had all of these little military guys all stacked up around all the presents and they were aimed and shooting and all the things, right? And I came downstairs and it reminded me of how I used to play. Back in the day, my favorite toys were G.I. Joe's. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to date stamp me for sure right here. But guys, did you ever play with G.I. Joe's, the little action figures, the battle, the battle figures back in the day? Well, not only did I play with G.I. Joe's, if I could ever watch a cartoon, which wasn't very often, the cartoon that I wanted to watch was always G.I. Joe. And if you remember back uh, on G.I. Joe, they would have these little segments. Uh, they would carve out of the show and they were like little public service announcements for kids. And man, these segments stuck with me. The message stuck with me. And every time what would happen is there would be a challenge that someone would be facing and then a GI Joe would step in and teach a, a lesson, right? And so um, one of them that I can remember is there was uh, there was this young woman and she was trying to water ski, okay? She was trying to water ski and she kept falling down and face planting. If you've ever face planted trying to water ski, you know what I'm talking about. That's a painful thing, right? Water going up your nose and everything. But she face planted and, uh, a G.I. Joe swam out to her and said, hey, um, you know, because she wanted to quit. She's like, I can't do it. I, I want to quit. This is too hard. And the G.I. Joe swam out to her and said, hey, remember, can you can you ride a bike? And she's like, yeah, I can ride a bike. And then and then she's like, well, did you always know how to ride a bike? And then as, as the person thought through it, she's like, no, I had to learn how to ride a bike. I fell down. And um, that 
one little instance helped her understand that just like riding a bike, it's going to take some effort and some practice and likely some falling for you to learn how to be water skiing. And it gave this young individual in the public service announcement the courage to go back out and to start skiing. And then, you know, moments later, you see her skiing by saying, I think I'm getting it, right? And so at the end, at the end of all of these public service announcements, no matter what they were, um, the, the statement was, thank you, now I know. And knowing is half the battle. Okay, knowing is half the battle. Now, I didn't really think much about it back in the day, but I remember always having those little things. And I would say, well, maybe we talk about that all the time as kids, knowing is half the battle, right? And what, what I now understand is that's absolutely true. Knowledge is half the battle. But the question that needs to come up is, what is the other half of the battle? And that's what this podcast is going to be on. What is the idea of success versus the reality of success? How do we combine knowledge with the other half of the battle to have uh, to, to ultimately have success? So to kind of take this this conversation a step further, or this analogy, I guess I would say a step further, you know, last night, uh, we were having some dinner conversations with our, our kids, right? We're kind of planning what we're going to do in 2022. And uh, there's an event that I'm going to take my two oldest kids to. Now, my youngest, I wasn't planning on taking him. But this event is for young entrepreneurs, okay? It's for young children to start thinking entrepreneurial. And I want to be really careful when I say this. And I think a lot of people take the word entrepreneur and they think, oh, you know, business owner or side hustler or someone who's doing something on their own. And while yes, that's true in some cases, I believe that the definition of entrepreneur is just someone who solves problems, someone who creates value in the world. And you can be an entrepreneur and run a business. You can be an entrepreneur and work inside of someone else's business, solving problems and, and providing a lot of value. So for me, entrepreneurial is really just being a creative problem solver, but someone who's proactive, okay? So with all of that in mind, my, my, I think one of my responsibilities as a father is to teach my young children how to think entrepreneurially, right? How to think about solving problems, how to do things, right? And part of them doing this is, yes, half the battle, they need more knowledge. They need to understand how to, to, to take knowledge and to what are they going to do with it, okay? So we're sitting at the table, and I was talking about with my two oldest kids, uh, about this this trip that we're going to be going on this summer and what they should be doing inside of their little businesses to be ready for it, right? And my youngest, my youngest Desmond, uh, he's go he's going to be ten here in a couple months. And he said, "Hey, Daddy," and I love it. He still calls me Daddy, but he said, "Hey, Daddy, I want to come. I've been thinking about starting a business as well, and I want to do. You know, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about that." And so. This this brought up this whole idea of this G.I. Joe concept, right, of knowledge is only half the battle because, you know, even my older two kids, uh, they've they've thought about doing a lot of things. And how many times for you and I do we think about doing something? And if we think about doing something, yes, that that gets us excited. Uh, oftentimes it it's, it kind of scares us because we realize that we might not be qualified to do the thing that we're thinking about doing. We might not have enough information. And if we do anything about it at that moment, we usually get stuck in the information loop where we, we try to find more information so we can become better qualified. But the idea of this is, um, look, we've got to take this half of the, the, the battle, the knowledge, and we've got to do something with it. And so uh, I gave them the parable of the talents. I gave my children the parable of the talents. Uh, we talked about this at the dinner table. And remember the parable of the talents where uh, a master gave three people five talents. I think it was two talents and then one talent. He said, hey, didn't give him a whole lot of instructions, but he gave him these talents and then left, right? And, and 
promised that he was going to come back and do an accounting with each one of the three individuals. And he left for a period of time. And when he came back, the person with the five talents had used the five talents that he or she had and had used those in the service of other people and then had doubled the amount of talents, right? And if we want to talk about that as dollars, if we want to talk about that as services, if we want to talk about that as whatever it is, he used what he had, the resources that he had, applied that and doubled the amount of resources. And when he came back, the, the master said, well done, good and faithful servant, okay? He went to the second person who had the two talents. I forget if it was two or three, but he had the two talents. And um, again, that, that second person had used the talents that he was given, the resources that he was given, and had doubled the amount of resources that he had. And again, well done, good and faithful servant. And as I'm going through this, the, the last person, you know, as I was looking at my kids talking about this with them, I said, what do you think happened on the last one? And they're like, well, I bet he, you know, was patted on the back and had a good, a good opportunity, a good experience. But it was the opposite, right? When the servant came back or when the master came back and, and asked, you know, the, the individual, hey, what have you done with the talents? The, the individual said, I was scared. I, I, was, I was scared and I buried my talent. I didn't want to lose it. I didn't know what to do with it. You didn't give me enough instructions, whatever it might have been, right? Whatever excuse came up. Um, buried the talent. And so he only had the same original talent that he was given to show for his accounting. And what ultimately happened was the master said, hey, you're a wicked and slothful servant, right? And he took the talent from the individual and gave it to the person with five. And it was such a fun conversation with my kids because I asked them, is that fair? Right? Is that fair? And they all kind of looked at each other and thought about it. And they said, well, the person with the five could do something with that talent, could help other people. And so, yeah, it's probably in better hands when it's going to be used rather than buried. Now, guys, think about it this way, okay? So what does all of this have to do with anything? What's half the battle? Knowledge is half the battle. Having resources is half the battle. But we are never, ever, 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 ever prepared for our dreams. We're never prepared for what comes next. We, we can only be as prepared as we are right now. So the other half of the battle is execution, right? It's when we take the knowledge that we have, and we go out and do something with it. And I believe this is where true learning happens because there's kind of this theoretical learning, right? We can learn the, the principles and we can learn the, the concepts, but we don't really understand how the theory applies until we go out and do it. Think about it this way, right? What if you, you didn't know how to swim and you read every single book on swimming, right? You read it and in your mind, you knew all the, you know, how to you know, move your hands and kick your legs and twist your head side to side, like in your mind, you knew how to do it, right? But the second you were thrown into the water, how easily would that knowledge in your head translate into you actually staying above water and swimming? And I, I've never tried it. I didn't try to learn swimming in a book. So maybe maybe there's, there's a savant out there that could uh, take the knowledge and, and swim like a fish. But look, here's the reality. We learn by doing, right? And so it's, it's applied knowledge. It's the execution that is the other half of the battle. So what does this have to do with money? Now, my friends, inside of Cashflow Tactics, you know, we have a strategy and our the way we measure success inside of Cashflow Tactics is based on financial freedom. And that's a very easy definition, right? It's when your cash flow from your assets exceeds your expenses, <clears throat> you're financially free. You own your time. And there's a lot that goes into this, right? I mean, just that simple statement right there, that's a, a, a big piece of knowledge that most people are missing in their financial plans. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you likely already have that knowledge, okay? But the reality of it is most people are measuring their success, measuring their, their personal 
um, um, you know, finances based on their net worth, how much money they have saved in certain locations, 401ks, IRAs, Bitcoin, whatever it might be. And they take very little thought of how much income those assets will generate. So the definition of financial freedom is the income that your assets produce. Okay. So now when we talk about finances in this way, we like to break the concept and the conversation of finances down into four distinct categories, because I believe the mindsets and the skill sets associated with each one of these areas of life are pretty different than the next one. So the first one is production, right? The fastest path for you to become financially free is using your unique skills, gifts, talents, and abilities in the service of other people, right? It's, it's being able to take what you're good at and doing something with it in the world. Um, so number one, it's we call it production, production. Okay. So as we start to look at this, what knowledge may or may not you you know might you already have in the world of production? What skills do you naturally currently have? What education do you have? What problems are you able to solve? What value are you able to create? And the difference now is don't just stop at knowledge. Remember, that's only half of the battle. How do you take this knowledge that you have and go out and execute upon it? If you have the ability to do something that you're not currently doing in your job, in your business, in your career, whatever it might be, how can you bring that skill to the table and create more value? Because at the end of the day, uh, you know, money follows a very, very simple pattern. It, dollars follow value. And if you can think like a producer or an entrepreneur and create value, solve problems, then guess what, my friends? You're going to make more money. And if your game plan isn't going fast enough, right? If you are you feel like it's going too slow inside of uh, your game plan, a lot of people want to jump into, well, how do I get a better return in my investing? And I think that's the last problem you should solve, right? The first problem that you should solve is how do I make more money? How do I create more value? Because that's that's the way that you get to lean on the talents, the resources that you already have. Think back to the parable of the talents, right? What if you have five talents, but you're only using three of them? How do you develop and exercise and use the other two and turn your five talents into 10, right? And so what I've seen a lot of people do inside of our community in the in the in their arena of production is launch side hustles, right? And this then requires them to sometimes gain additional knowledge. Now, they have to be really, really careful, right? Not to get stuck in the knowledge, you know, feedback loop because the deeper down this rabbit hole that you go of trying to get more knowledge, the more you realize that you don't know and you just keep trying to find the next piece of information. When I learn this, then I'll, I'll go out and launch. When I learn the next thing, then I'll go out and make an offer, right? And so they get stuck in this in this loop of not doing anything, not executing because they're trying to get more information. So number one, your best area to apply both knowledge and execution is in the art of production. Dollars follow value. And the best investments you can make are in your mindsets, right? Because look, at the, the reality is you uh, you've manifested, you've created your results. Now, when we really think about that, you know, there's there's a tremendous power in this to understand that the results that I have, as good or as bad as they are today, are in direct result to the thoughts that I think. The thoughts that I think lead to the words that I say and the actions that I take, and that's what's developed and that's what's contributed to the results that I have today, as good or as bad as they are. So I'm really just one mindset away. I might be thinking partially in abundance and partially in scarcity. How do I tip the scale to where I'm thinking more in abundance versus scarcity? Then once you've got that mindset, you're one skill set away. How do you take a mindset and a skill set and how do you take what you're thinking and what you know in your head and apply it in the world, right? You're one mindset or, or, or uh, skill set away from a radically different life. And that starts in the area of production. The next thing is, you know, protection, right? For production goes to protection. Because a lot of people, once they have a little bit of money, the next question that they want to ask is, where should I invest my money? 
And, you know, I think that's the number one question I get asked uh, inside of this community is what should I invest in? Um, and and my, my, my thought around that is that's the last question that we should ask, because in the long run, I've talked to so many people. And especially if you get really good at making money, you think that you're kind of financially free, because if you have the ability to go out and just make money, then why not do it again tomorrow? But we all know life throws curveballs at us. And I've seen so many entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, highly successful intrapreneurs, employees, where they've, they've lost their job for one reason or another, or they, their business has taken a turn for the worse for one reason or another, oftentimes for things outside of their control. And then they realize it's not how much money they can make, but the real way to create abundance and stability over the long run is to stay in the game. It's protection. It's how much money you've been able to keep. I, I believe the only way you lose in the game of money is if you get knocked out or if you quit. If you get knocked out or you quit. And the way you don't get knocked out is by having a stable reserve behind you. So in the art of protection, right? What are the things that you're protecting, right? Um, are you, do you have a good reserve? How much should you keep in reserve? It's knowledge and ex execution. Do you have a reserve on your rental portfolio? Do you have a reserve on your personal production? Do you have a reserve on your business uh, expenditures? Do you have uh, a reserve outside of cash? Do you keep you know, food storage around? Do you keep things around that are going to help keep you in a state of abundance? It's tax season right now, right? Everyone's closing out the end of the year. Do you feel like you're, you're missing things inside of your tax game? Uh, Brad Gibb inside of the community just got done doing a tax workshop where he showed anyone you don't have to be a business owner, anyone, no matter how you make income, how you could save easily six figures using the tax code. Okay, so simple stuff like that. Well, it sounds simple, but it's the knowledge and then the execution. If you don't have the knowledge, gain the knowledge and then execute upon it. So production and protection. Then the, the third element of cash flow tactics is profit. Now profit is can be translated into cash flow. It's investing in a way where our assets exceed our income. Okay. So no longer, you know, one of the, one of the biggest challenges that people have inside of their financial strategy is they're trying to measure how much, you know, how much their assets are growing, right? What's my rate of return. And that's, that's a very important thing to measure, but it's not the leading indicator of whether or not you're on track or off track to become financially free. It doesn't really matter if you have $500,000 or a million dollars until you understand based on where that money is at, how much income is going to give you know, how much income is that money going to give you? So for example, if I had a million dollars in a 401k and I'm 65, have you guys ever asked yourself how much income a million dollars in a 401k will generate? Well, if you follow traditional financial planning, the most you're told to take out of that is 4%. You know what that translates into? That translates into $40,000 a year. A million dollars equals $40,000 a year of income. And what's worse is if it's in a 401k or an IRA, it's taxable, right? So you have to pay the taxes first, then you're left with whatever's left over out of the $40,000 of, of income. So whoever would have thought, I mean, if I took that same million dollars and I put it into real estate, for example, I could easily double, double the amount of cash flow that I have. So it doesn't matter how much net worth you have. It matters how much income your assets generate, how long that income is going to last and how passive it can be for you. So if you're not in a position where you're measuring the success of your game plan of your personal financial strategy on cash flow, what knowledge do you need to gain, which is half the battle? and what execution do you need to take to start making progress towards becoming financially free? The last aspect of, of what we measure and talk about is this idea of prosper. And, you know, this was a big one. When we first launched Cashflow Tactics, we debated back and forth whether or not we should include this section of our education inside of Cashflow Tactics because it's not tactical in the sense of dollars go here and earn this type of return. It's, it's, it's really the, the result of what we all want. And, and for, for us, when we do a game plan, 
um, we sit down with individuals and we, you know, everyone comes in and they think they're going to be talking about, we're going to move this money over here. We're going to get this return. We're going to generate this cash flow. And yes, the game plan has a lot to do with that. So when we do game plans, the reality of it is, you know, we, we start off with three questions and these are the most powerful questions. They're what do you want and why do you want what you said you wanted? So those are the first two questions. And the reality of it is no one really cares about the money. No one cares about money in a 401k. I don't wake up in the morning and say, I want a million dollars in a 401k or I want 20 single family homes. I don't ever ask. I don't ever say I want that thing. I say, I, I understand what I do want. I want more time. I want more peace of mind. I want to be able to travel with my family. I want to have a good, secure uh, foundation behind me. That way, if the economy changes, I've got capital available to me. These are the things that I want. I want these things. Then once I'm clear about what I want, then I can go to money and say, how do I use money as a tool to get those things, right? Where should I put my money to be able to give me the peace of mind, the cash flow, the time, the ability to travel that I want? That's really how, that's really what money is all about. It's not what we have, it's how we live that really makes the biggest difference. So Prosper, is really the art of living an abundant lifestyle today. It's building and living a life that matters today. Instead, instead of deferring that to the, the distant hope of retiring one day. So prospering again comes down to how do I set a pathway? How do I build a game plan that's going to get me the long-term results that I want, but still give myself the permission to live an abundant life today? And guys, I had to spend a lot of time on my personal beliefs and my personal um, permission, I guess you could say, to allow myself to do this, right? So much of my beginning game plan was when I have XYZ, fill in the blank, then I will ABC, give myself permission to do the, you know, this stuff. And so I had to flip that around. And the interesting part about that, once I did that, and I started saying, okay, look, how do I reward myself uh, and live an abundant life today? And will that actually slow my game plan down? Or will it speed it up? And what I found is it sped it up, right? When I started to get a taste of what it felt like to live free, um, I started to have more of a desire to do what was necessary to maintain it, right? Because look, at the end of the day, achieving financial freedom, especially in 10 years or less, it's not easy. It's not difficult, but it isn't easy either. It's going to require consistent, dedicated effort. And the only way to do that, what, what, I, what I found, is by rewarding yourself along the way and, and constantly raising the level of abundance in your life. Because if I sacrifice and work hard for a quarter and then I reward myself, then I have that Pavlov response, if you will, that, that says, look, I like the way that felt. I want to do it again. So guys, at the end of the day, knowledge is half the power. So if knowledge is half the power, then execution is the other side. And, and the reality of it is, I think what prevents most people from, from executing is they feel unqualified. I know exactly what this feels like, right? I mean, when we first launched this business, and even still to this day, I still wake up every single day feeling unqualified to put my thoughts on a podcast, feeling unqualified to sit down in front of other people and tell them what to do with their money, feeling unqualified to, um, to you know, lead a team of people. I feel unqualified for this stuff every single day. Everyone feels unqualified. No one is ready. So you have to put this aside. Do not let societal standards, do not let the lack of degrees, do not let your own self-talk stand in your way. Don't let your fear hold you back. So many people feel like they, if they just had a little bit more information, then they would go out and do the things. But remember, half the battle is knowledge. The other half is execution. And I believe you're going to learn the greatest lessons that life has to offer when you're executing on the knowledge that you have. You're going to realize the just-in-time information, the relevant gaps that you have, right? You're going to realize, I didn't need to know X, 
XYZ. I needed to know ABC because that's what's relevant to where I'm at on my path. So at the end of the day, guys, I believe personal excellence, personal excellence is your true mission in life. Right? We have so much potential inside of our lives. And you know, I think a lot of us today, we feel stuck. We feel like, you know, man, maybe after COVID gets done, maybe when the market goes up, maybe when the next president comes in, whatever it might be, then things will get better. Guys, it's never going to get better unless, unless you make it better. So personal excellence is your ultimate rebellion. And guys, when you just accept that the path is not ever going to be easy, that the path is going to take time, that the path is going to take effort, when you start to accept that, then it becomes so much easier to bear because you walk into it not hoping that at the end of this one single effort, things will get better, but realizing that the life that you want is going to require effort. It's going to require consistent execution on your half, obtaining information and applying information, obtaining information and applying information, obtaining information and applying information. And I believe this is the true path to freedom, not just financial freedom, but freedom of all kinds. When you understand that you are both the author and the creator of your life, you get to give yourself the permission to author and create the life that matters to you. So my friends, freedom is your birthright. This is what you are meant for. You were born free. Now the question is, are you going to do something about it? Are you going to maintain that freedom, buy that freedom back, earn that for freedom? Because success is your obligation. It is your obligation. If you were born free, then using your talents, just like the parable of the talents that I gave you up above, it is your obligation to use those talents to help the lives of other people. And from an economic standpoint, when you do that, you find fulfillment, right? I mean, guys, if, if I have a talent and I hide it, then that talent is worthless, it's meaningless. But when I use that talent and I help someone else, man, yes, sometimes on some of those talents from an economic standpoint, I make money, but more than the money that I make, I find fulfillment because I'm using my talents to improve other people's lives, to solve problems that only I can solve. My friends, you have that same opportunity. So with that in mind, um, the G.I. Joe personal public announcement today is knowledge is half the battle. Execution, my friends, is the other half of the battle. Please join me in this mission, in this mantra, in this pathway of rising up so that you can live free, of obtaining your financial freedom and living a, a, an authentic and purposeful life today. When you do that, my life gets better. When you're using your gifts, skills, talents, and abilities in the service of humankind, then guess what? There are problems in my life, man. I'm, I'm only good at a couple of things, and I've, I've found those things that I'm good at. And I just double down on them over and over and over again, which means I have a lot of things in my life where there's a lot of problems that I can't solve myself. I, I'm, I'm relying on and leaning on people that have found their talents to solve those problems for me. So my friends, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Uh, go out and do the other half of the battle. Execute, execute, execute. Join me on the next podcast where we will we'll continue to talk about uh, everything under the sun as it relates to rising up and living free, especially as it relates to your money. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group 
or head over to Facebook and search Casual Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.